Hi, it's Raina G. It's, um, what is it, April 17th. Tomorrow's the Mueller report. Yesterday, um, the day before, was the burning of uh, the cathedral. And today is the Columbine anniversary. And we have all kinds of expectations out there. Expectations will hurt you in relationships of any kind, especially with the country. They will hurt you. Um, the Mueller report... Everybody's anticipating. We already know that whatever is redacted, that the Democrats will jump on that and say that that's all about Trump and they're hiding it. Um, they'll try to sue Mueller or sue uh, Attorney General Barr or sue whoever they can to, to get whatever information they can to try to further their agenda. Um, you might have heard that their memos, their personal memos sending back and forth between specific Democrats like... Elijah Cummings and Schiff and people like that outlining their strategy for getting the president any way they can that's against ethics it's against the law, the rules of the Senate it's against all kinds of things but they do it anyway because Democrats are used to breaking the law and they learned a lot during the Obama years you know how to break the law and get away with it um, Attorney General Holder a lawbreaker all by himself um, uh, doing things with drug cartels, okay? The, the whole Obama administration facilitated the sale of thousands of guns to Mexican drug cartels, and then they stopped tracking them. That's how people got killed. Uh, and then you hear about Trump resettling illegals, okay? <laughs> Where else are they going to go, number one? They either have to stay in Mexico, the shelters are full, or they have to go to places where... Uh, the president needs to send them. Where did Obama send them? Okay, the, the Border Patrol and U.S. Customs under Obama bought bus tickets and vouchers to ship them deeper into the country at our expense. Um, there's an old uh, Texas, McAllen, Texas city official who said they're not bringing them here, they're bringing them to our bus terminals because that's where the Border Patrol understands that they have transportation to go to the interior. Um, this was way back in 20. 2010 or something like that so they're dropping them off and they're dropped off with tickets or vouchers turns out some of them don't have that and they have nowhere to stay so what did Obama do during his presidency he ordered the border patrol to stand down from protecting the border and enforcing immigration laws so the border patrols I think it was Sean Moran he was vice president of the natural national border patrol council at the time um, he said, quote, we are simply being ordered to stand down and stop tracking and trying to apprehend the criminals. That was under Obama, not Trump. Obama caged 97,000 families, not Trump. Okay, um, think about the other things that, that Obama did to break the law. I mean, there's hundreds, maybe more, that we don't even know about. But um, remember when he targeted uh, conservative groups through the IRS? Yes, they did, according to their tax status applications. Any organization with the phrase Tea Party or Patriot in their names were singled out for harassment, such as requiring them to provide information about their family members, their social media posts, and a list of their donors. Obama met with the key IRS official involved in the targeting just two days before that official told his colleagues how to target them. This has gone on for a while, guys. Um, 
the appointee implicated in congressional testimony in the IRS targeting scandal that, uh, that he met with, with the, at the White House two days before offering his colleagues a new set of advice on how to scrutinize Tea Party and conservative groups. He was named, um, William, let's see, IRS Chief Counsel William Wilkins was named in House Oversight Testimony um, for improper targeting. Wilkins' office sent the exempt organization's determination unit additional comments, and during Obama's four, four, first four years as president, IRS Commissioner Douglas Shulman made 157 visits to the White House. It's more visits to the White House than any other cabinet member during Obama's whole first term. Okay, by comparison, during the four years that Mark Emerson was IRS commissioner when Bush was president, Emerson made only one visit to the White House. Okay, what about the wiretapping, okay, that he did of Trump? Well, that started a long time ago, 2013, remember that? That's when um, the Justice Department secretly obtained two months of telephone records of reporters and editors for the Associated Press. They also went after um, whatever his name was at Fox News. I don't remember, but they obtained all those phone records with, a, with approval from Attorney General Holder. Let's jump up a little bit to Libya. He, Obama violated the Constitution when he launched military operations in Libya without congressional approval. He signed an unconstitutional bill that gave the U.S. government the power to indefinitely detain U.S. citizens without any charges being filed or any trial taking place. Um, he was a huge supporter of warrantless wiretapping, and that's what they tried to do to Trump. That's one of their backup plans, their insurance policies. Um, he had four, Obama had four U.S. citizens killed without judicial process. Okay, that's an impeachable offense, and Ron Paul, when he was still in the Senate, wanted to impeach him for that, but of course, you know, the Democratic-led Senate and House would not allow that. Now, you just heard about Boeing, right? In the 737, um, when Obama was in office, Boeing hired 1,000 new employees for a new factory in South Carolina in 2011, and the Obama administration ordered the company to close it down because the factory was non-union. He fired an inspector general, and I remember that to this day because I knew, I just knew that this was, this uh, AmeriCorps stuff was Michelle's thing. But Obama had him fired in 2009 after that attorney, uh, inspector general accused the Sacramento mayor, an Obama supporter, of misusing funds to pay for political activities. Right? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Of course, we all know about Obamacare. He lied about people keeping their insurance, about keeping their doctors. Um, he said, also, I will not sign a plan that, odds, that adds one dime to our deficits, either now or in the future. I will not sign it if it adds one dime, period. And to prove that I'm serious, there will be a provision in this plan that requires us to come forward with more spending cuts if the savings we promise don't materialize. However... Right after he signed it, the Washington Post reported, and that's the Washington Post papers on their side, it would add over $340 billion to the budget deficit over the next decade. Um, he gave tax dollars to Solyndra. Do you remember that? That's our money. And other lobbyists. In 2009, $535 million to Solyndra, saying it would create 4,000 jobs. But within months, the company went bankrupt. And guess what? Nobody saw what happened to the money, but Solyndra, 
the uh, executives had made all kinds of donations to Obama's campaign, and that's why they got the money. He had off-the-record meetings with lobbyists. He'd meet them at uh, coffee shops so that nobody could hear what they were saying in the in the uh, uh, Oval Office or anywhere else. He went after law-abiding guitar factories. Okay, they seized guitars from Gibson because because they weren't union. It was owned by a Republican, um, and they seized all the property without any charges being filed. Uh, they said that Gibson had broken environment laws, environmental laws from India. However, C.F. Martin and Company, which is Gibson's competitor and a Democrat leader, they used the exact same imported wood. Okay, um, how about ignoring constitutional requirements for appointees? That's when he would just appoint them. Not approved. That's all his czars. Remember the 47 czars? He tried to outlaw family farms by trying to prohibit farm children under 18 from working. Um, he made the TSA more abusive, um, illegally demanded monetary payment for any Freedom of Information Act request, stole money from retired Delphi employees, illegally gave Obamacare exemptions to unions that supported the passage of Obamacare, made recess appointments when Congress wasn't in, in session, Lied about the Benghazi attack. We don't even want to go there. That's a long one. Uh, we all know there was no video. And if you if you just want a reminder of that or a refresher course, or if you were too young and now you've grown up, um, check out 13 Hours on Amazon Prime or anywhere else that you or I'm not sure if it's on any of the other places like Netflix because the Obamas and Susan Rice are in charge of Netflix now. But um, check out 13 Hours. It's, it's not blatant, but, um, uh, you know, you'll hear the undertones of where, where, where somebody from America. Even when those guys finally got to leave Benghazi, the ones that still lived, they were told they had to sign, you know, non-disclosure agreements so they couldn't talk about it. They had to find their own ways home, and they were all relieved from the CIA. Uh, uh, when Fast and Furious was going on with all of the um, weapons being sold to the cartels, Obama lied. He said it had begun under the previous administration. This was in 2012, but it actually began around September 2009, months after Bush left office. Um, let's see. He's, he never, in four years, five years, during his first five years, he'd never submitted a budget. It's legally required to submit a budget by the first Monday in February. He broke the law at least four times. No president since 1921 had missed the deadline more than once. He added 20,000 pages to Obamacare without congressional approval. And he waited till after the 2012 election to release all the new rules so it wouldn't affect who got into Congress. Uh, um, he asked contractors to disclose their political affiliations before he would award contracts. If they voted for the wrong person, they didn't get it. He gave 23,994 tax refunds worth $46 million to illegal aliens who all used the same address in Atlanta. So, I mean, that's just some of what Obama did. And there was no Mueller report. There was no report from anybody about 
you know, what he did and what, how it was affecting our country. But, but Congress now, you know, they want to subpoena all of Trump's records from 10 years ago and all this stuff. Like, he is this horrible person. I can tell you straightforwardly that it, Trump has not broken any law while he's been in office for the last two and a half years. None. He also, everybody says, oh, he lies, he lies, he lies. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. I know Trump very well, and I watch his rallies, and I read his tweets, and I hear him say things like, oh, I love WikiLeaks, I love WikiLeaks. He, he didn't really read WikiLeaks. What he heard from his staff was WikiLeaks is doing this, that, or the other, and he just, you know, okay, let him do it. So then when he's asked last week, what do you think about Julian Assange being arrested? He says, I'm not into WikiLeaks. It's not my thing because he doesn't follow all that stuff. He just hears about it. He has to get a briefing. People don't understand what the president goes through, any president. In the morning, it's all meetings. What happened yesterday? What's going on in the Middle East? What's happening in Iran? What is North Korea doing? Um, what's Columbine doing? Where's the biggest fire now and why? And, I mean, just a million things that have to go through the president because he has to know what's going on in his country. He was elected by more than 63 million people, probably a lot more than we know. Not someone like Pelosi, who was hired by her district of 100-something thousand of people on the streets, paid to vote. Um, or uh, Oko, that's what we call her, who was elected by 16,000. And Pelosi said yesterday in her district you could be elected, a, a glass of water could be elected as long as it had a D after its name. So... You know, uh, but Trump, Trump is the one who caused all of this, right? Now, how long has Pelosi been in Congress? Over 30 years? Mm-hmm. And Schumer, too? But everything that's going on in our country is Trump's fault. There's a problem with that right there. Now, let's talk about um, Notre Dame. Okay? The Notre Dame Cathedral. Now, there are there's a mini-cathedral in Kentucky. I don't know if anybody knows that, but... Notre Dame Cathedral is an icon, been around since 1805 or 1611, actually, or something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. But, <clears throat> so we see all these flames shooting, and we're told it started five minutes after all the workers were gone from this um, construction area. And yet, on videos, you see a couple people standing around. And how are they dressed? Check it out. And then later, you see a guy walking around the edge of the um, where the spire was. Check it out. See how he's dressed. You knew that people were threatening to do this for weeks. There are more than 800 churches that have been intact in Europe over the last month. But, you know, this isn't terrorism. It was an accident. Believe what you want to believe. Do you know what's under Notre Dame Cathedral? Most churches have catacombs and tunnels and escape routes, etc. Check out the catacombs and escape routes, so-called escape routes, under Notre Dame Cathedral and where they head, where they lead. And then start thinking about the pedophile network. Look at the Pope um, wearing red shoes, kowtowing and bowing to the grand diamonds of wherever for, for Islam, kissing, okay, Islamic leaders on the lips, and kissing young boys on the lips also. This is what the Pope does because he is a pedophile and he's part of the pedophile network. It brings in billions of dollars a year. Billions. Do you see the Vatican, by the way, um, saying we'll, we'll pay to reconstruct this church? No. 
No. It's coming from individual multi-billionaire donors who want specific things. My prediction, it's going to take five years to rebuild what was burned, and I guarantee you that there'll be a dome in the middle of it. There might be a spire, because what they're trying to do is create Chrislam. Christianity and Islam together, they think it's the same religion. Islam is not a religion, it's an ideology. But they want everybody to believe it's a religion of peace. What did ISIS people say today? Wait for the next one. Wait for the next one. Could be St. Peter's um, Cathedral in New York. Could be any iconic building that's going to affect millions of people. But it's not going to be an accident. This one wasn't either. This was planned. It was all planned. And, I mean, it's, it, once, the, once we who actually delve into these things and don't listen to the mainstream media people start looking and finding people who had individual videos or whatever, we can see what's going on. Not sure if there were directed weapons of mass destruction, which is um, the DEWs, d directed energy weapons, but one photograph that was untouched, not photoshopped or anything, shows a white line going right to that spire from the sky somewhere. And that's the same thing that starts fires in California and torches buildings without hurting anything else around them. Uh, it's a direct, directed energy weapon. You'll see it abbreviated as DEW. That happened. And people just don't, you know, there was an accident. And of course it upsets a lot of people and it makes them fearful. It makes them fearful for what happens next. Instead of agitating them, them enough to revolt, France needs a revolution. They need to get rid of Macron, for sure. Now Macron's going to have all this money coming in. France was busted, bankrupt. But now we got over a billion dollars coming in to rebuild this um, Notre Dame Cathedral in a way that they want it rebuilt. If you look at all the tweets from Obama and Hillary and Adam Schiff, they all say the same thing. We will rebuild it better than ever before. We will rebuild it, rebuild it, rebuild it. Um, almost the exact same words in all sentences. So this was, you know, that's a talking point. It's a... Uh, it's a, a nudge forward, like Cass Sustine, who was one of Obama's czars, used to say, just nudge the American people further and further left, and they'll go. Because American people are stupid, he said. They'll listen to whatever we say. Just nudge them. Just nudge them. So we're being nudged again. Get rid of all the Christians in the world. Let Islam take over, and the world will be a better place. That's what you're going to have to start believing according to them. And what's upsetting to me is our millennials believe it. They believe socialism is the way to go. And I say to them, go to Venezuela, go to, go to China, go anywhere where there is a communist um, dictatorship, live there for a year and come back and talk to me. I'll put, you, I'll put you on the podcast. I'll find a way to get you on the air. Go ahead and do that for a year and let me know how you do, if you come back at all, or if you're allowed to come back at all, whatever. But they believe in, in socialism, 52% of People in our country, 18 to 34 years old, believe socialism is the way to go. They don't understand what socialism is. They were taught socialism in college and high school now, and maybe even in kindergarten at this point, that it's a good thing to share with everybody and only, you know, and do the right thing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. I've said this story once before, and I've written about it. When I first got out of the service, uh, women's studies classes were coming up everywhere, and Somebody approached me and said, you know, you have all of this um, experience that other women don't have, but you can help empower women if you teach with us. So I used to teach there. 
I taught women in contemporary society and how to teach women in contemporary society, tried to develop a couple courses in women in computers, all those things, until I realized one day, and it didn't take me that long, but I bought a new car. I was working for IBM. I was making good money, and I bought a new car and uh, for cash. And the first thing I was told was I had to share that car because that's the way. That's the women's studies way. That's the way. And I'm like, I'm not going to share my car. Are they sharing the expense? No. Are they sharing the insurance? No. And it was my car. Well, eventually I got guilt-tripped into it, which is guilt-tripping is one of the things the left does really well. I got guilt-tripped into it, and, I'm, and there was a friend. She lived across the hall from me in our, our building, and she wanted to borrow the car. And I said, ah, okay, go ahead. Make sure you fill it up before you bring it back because you know when you loan your cars out, they always come back empty. So anyway, um, late at night, I got the knock on the door, and she handed me my keys, said thank you, and went home. Next morning, I go out, and the whole left side of the car is torn off, basically. Um, and I run back upstairs and say, what the hell happened? She goes, oh, I hit the gas pumps. I just didn't know how close I was. And, and I said, and? And she said, well, you've got insurance, right? That was the end of it. I'm supposed to share my wealth, spread it around, um, because otherwise I'm greedy. That's what Bernie Sanders is saying. You don't share your wealth, you're greedy. Well, look at how he doesn't share his. Okay. <laughs> he didn't just make his millions on a book. Okay, you can't make millions on a book unless you sell millions and millions of copies because you don't make a dollar per book. You don't. Um, I mean, a dollar per dollar per book. Uh, you know, so if his book was selling for $12, he might have made two something because the publisher gets the money and then taxes take other things out of there. But he made a million dollars and a million dollars. And last this year, he only made 500 and something thousand. So he's running for office again because that's the way you, you get money. He got money from the Hillary campaign when he bowed out. But that's not on his taxes. Nobody asked the question. Afraid to mention Hillary or Obama or anything like that anymore because you'll get in trouble. You look like a conspiracy theorist or whatever. Well, they keep saying that if you say any of that stuff, you are a conspiracy theorist so that you won't say it. Got it? They're channeling and, man and manipulating what you are allowed to say and what you feel good and safe about saying. Um, so don't say anything about, um, you know, Islam. Don't say anything about what these women in Congress who are Islamic uh, say about 9-11. Don't say anything because that's not, you know, it's not politically correct. If they want to say things, they can. But don't say anything about what they said. And don't even, don't even quote their words because then you're racist. Don't quote what they said. You're racist, and you're causing, you're, you are inciting violence against them. They didn't incite any violence by doing or saying what they did. But if you happen to report it, then you're inciting the violence because you're racist. Do you understand how that's working? So, therefore, the mainstream media that's owned by the left anyway doesn't report a lot of stuff. Because, you know, they're not going to, if I was working for them, I don't want to get accused. And then if somebody does... They're outed, ousted, and obliterated. They get the three O's from Obama. Um, he taught them well. I'm telling you, he taught them well. You just smear the hell out of them. And Pelosi even gave a, a video. There's a video, Pelosi talking about how they use smear campaigns to destroy people. You smear them, and you, you know, then you back it up. You let the mainstream media say it, and then you quote the mainstream media to prove it. 
and that's how they get people smeared. That's how Judge um, uh, Judge Roy down here didn't get elected. Instead, we got Doug Jones, who only got 12% of his donations from Alabama, but he was elected senator from Alabama. Where did he get his money from? Guess, guess, foreign donors that are that are come through George Soros and out to oh I don't know how many connections he has now how many banks and financial institutions and front groups he has, but that's how Doug Jones got elected. I guess Judge Roy is coming back to try again. Anyway, uh, tomorrow's the, Mueller's, the Mueller report, and I guarantee you chaos all over D.C. and all over the media. Um, the left-wing media will, will just shout from the rooftops that they are certain that any of those blackened-out areas on that report have to do with Trump. Now, Trump has said he's not going to use executive privilege to keep any of that information from anyone. He says, let it come out. Now, if I was guilty, would I say let it come out? Or if I had power and I was guilty, would I say let it come out? If I had the power like Obama did when he claimed executive privilege with Fast and Furious and Eric Holder, you just, you know, confiscate all those documents and don't let anybody see them. And nobody says a word. But if Trump did that, if he said, nope, I'm taking 10 pages because they might... Um, indicate somebody in my office, like a intern, said something bad, and we don't want her to be destroyed, or whatever. But he can't. He's not going to do that. He he wouldn't do it because he's more like, if it's out there, it's out there. Let it be out there. He wants the American people to see it because he knows he's innocent. Uh, but there will be chaos for sure, and you've got to be very careful, very careful what you listen to and what you believe. Most of it won't be true <laughs> because only a little tiny of it will come from anyone who tells the truth. So go from there. This is Raina G. I hope you're sharing some of these things. I'm going to do uh, another one about stem cells tonight or tomorrow, depending on if I can get silence around here. Um, and you need to know about those too because we need to stay healthy for what's coming. You need to be in charge of your health and not rely on all this Western medicine pharmaceutical stuff that you rely on. You have to start trusting your body and taking charge and making it well. So until we meet again, this is Raina G. Thanks for listening.